It would be like topless. Yeah. And then one flap. But with shorts on, 66%. Oh, yeah, so the third that's covered is... Yeah, more than Listeners, you've joined us in the middle of a debate as to what (laughs) 66% naked would look like. like. To me, 66% naked would be like a scarf that stretches over my belly button. And no, that would be. I think that would be that's more like eighty to less, ninety. Yeah, more naked. No, but it's a it's a it's a um it's a slim scarf, so it's a, like a small line going down. Yeah, but the less you yeah, exactly. the more naked you are. Oh, Six, that you're nearly forty percent of your body would be covered. <sighs> so you need like yeah, topless pair of shorts, okay, and some socks. Oh, thank God. Yeah, cold toes. Hello, you're listening to Tidelands. Oh, that was horrid. Uh, hello, my name is Chesney. My name is Jordan. And my name is Abby. <laughs> she was finishing a cup of tea. I was slurping my tea. We got a little slurp at the end there. And uh, welcome to the Tight Lads podcast. Hope you're well. Hi, Hope you're Dad. safe. Hope you're sane. We're not. We're not. Chesney has depression. <sighs> I mean, Again. self um, Self-diagnosed. Yeah. Self-diagnosed, as is the case for 99% of people. Um, so I was trying to, ha- I to talk about it, I suppose. Uh, one, just because it's quite a catchy title. And two, because, as Jordan and Abby both know about me, I don't talk about my mental health. Never. Ever. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think I've ever, someone's ever asked the question, um, how are you doing? And I don't think I've ever not said, oh, you know, same as ever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just my typical response. Um, and I've noticed recently being out of a routine and a lot of changes happening in my sort of personal life in the last couple of months that the, the mental health has taken somewhat of a dive. Now, when I'm in a situation... <laughs> Abby's, had a, <laughs> Abby's had a violent reaction. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> You insensitive bitch. We're going to try and be as light as possible about this. Um, When I'm in a situation like this, I'm with people, I'm doing something, my mind is occupied. I'm all good. I'm fine. I'm rock and roll. But it's, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. This isn't me trying to be like, ooh, boo-hoo, look at me. But whenever I have spare time or free time when I'm doing nothing, that is when I'm at, at, absolute rock bottom when it's like just me like alone with my thoughts in my room i've been sat and i've been playing fifa for the last six hours because i've made no plans and i've got nobody to go and see and i want to go out and do something but because i've gotten so low already i can't go out and do something yeah that and because i've got a lot of that at the moment there's a lot of free days (coughs) from the last month or so it's really hit me recently that, that like i'm in a very very low mental state so i'm looking forward to the future because in like a week or two i'll be back in a routine the only way is up maybe but it sounds like the reason that it's only affecting you when you're not doing anything is because you're not processing your emotions and you're repressing them while you're busy and then the only time you think of them is when you're not doing anything absolutely yeah so my my response and my my solution for that is is clearly instead of fixing the issues, I just keep doing stuff mm-hmm. 
so I don't have to worry about them. I think this is another one of the reasons why I listen to podcasts when I go to sleep because the amount of times that I've like tried to go to sleep, say I've been like at a partner's house, for example, and um, I've not got my earphones with me or I can't play a, a podcast out loud, then all of a sudden I'm just lying in a dark space in silence with invasive thoughts in my mm. ears. Whereas if I put on a podcast about science or something, that's what I can think about. So it does seem to be that the, the, the minute I am left alone <laughs> or unsupervised, um, I go down a, a, a somewhat dark spiral, um, which isn't ideal. Um, I don't think it, it does. It doesn't help as well that uh, as much as I as much as I love you two to pieces. Um, besides, sort of, you know, like the theatre aspect of things, there's not many sort of like interests that we share that I we could go out and do activities together. Like a lot of the time, I want to go out and you know go do rock climbing, or I want to go and do trampolining, or or go and do something that like. I'm sure I could I could force you guys to do. Because yeah, the hot chocolate at that rock climbing place is <laughs> unreal. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I have forced you guys to do it in the past. But it would be nice on the occasion to, to have like access to like a, a friendship group that did ha- have these interests. But I don't have that. And I think that's but another thing. But you're not thing. allowed any other friends. No, that's the issue. Yeah. It's <laughs> that <laughs> so I am being held captive. And yeah, this isn't me trying to say uh, I... I don't value you two as friends. Um, but when you're my only let two close friends... Let me tell you something, Chesney. I am what we call in the industry um, highly sought after. Um, <laughs> so you just need to count your lucky fucking stars that you have me in your contact list. Yeah, Jordan actually um, is only only actually available one or two days a year. So we've had to just record this entire season. All in bulk. 24 uh. hours. Bulk. One session. Um, and I th- and I think I sort of mentioned it at the start. The only other thing that really sort of I, that gets to me is the fact that I don't like. Uh, it's a, it's a typical sort of kind of wanky statement, but I don't want to be a burden on other yeah. people. So like I the I hate the idea of someone being like, oh, what's up? Tell me, is everything all right? And me actually saying mm. what the issues are. Like the idea of that is just horrifying i actually i wrote a monologue about it um i put it on instagram a while ago i can't remember what it's called (laughs) um but yeah it's about sort of not wanting to put your problems onto somebody else even though you know the old saying uh, a problem shared is a problem spared my head sort of goes if you tell it to this person it's going to be their problem and then it's going to be a bigger problem so just chill, keep it to yourself, pretend to be the cool, happy guy, and move on. Um, so <laughs> that is the um, sort of conclusion to my uh, depressive episode uh, or, or depressive description. Um, so theoretically, I should probably get therapy. Where's the line, though? Let me pose that question to the ladies and gents out there. Where's the line when you're struggling through shit but you feel like you don't want to say anything to friends because it's very, it's all well and good to say, oh, you should always speak to somebody about it or you should always speak to your friends about Mm. these things. However, 
trying to be careful with what I say. Is this biscuit tea? No. Tastes like biscuit tea. Okay, that's because I am um, pissed in it. Um, <laughs> I, at times, I love to be there for friends. And if they ever say, can I talk to you about this? I always say yes. However, there have been times where three hours later, I have thought to myself, holy fuck, why did I ask? And mm-hmm. I do leave. Uh, uh, more recently, I um, was with a friend, whatever. And they were talking about their problems. And uh, more than happy to listen to them and hear them out or whatever. But then I came home and I feel like I'd been hit by a bus. Mm. I was like, oh my God. And I was so drained and it kind of had been one of those things where they also asked me how I was, but you knew that they weren't really listening to the answer. And you could see that in their head. They were just kind of like, I can't wait until they ask another question about me so that I can go on another tangent about what's going on with me. And like, again, a lot of the time I don't mind that. But when it's like, literally three or four hours of just hearing about this one thing it's like oh my god i wish you (laughs) i actually wish i hadn't asked about this so what's Mm. the line what's how do you be available to someone without kind of well how would you describe that kind of being drained by someone's energy yeah i guess it's about (laughs) it's a difficult one because i want to say it's about like being self-aware when you're but then if you're in a bad way you might not have the capacity to be aware if that makes sense i feel like it's it's like it's an either tap open or tap close situation yeah Mm. it's either i'm not telling you anything floodgates are open or i'm telling you everything yeah which is i've 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 sort of found that a lot with the, the people that i do talk stuff about i will then it will be, I'm fine. Yeah, nothing to worry about. Uh, yeah, must be fine. Oh, God. And then everything mm. will come out. It is it is, it is, is a tough line. I think you're right. Um, and I'm one of the people that, like I say, is very closed off. I mean, I uh, very lovingly had a, f- a friend message me the other day asking me sort of how I was. And um, I'm always there for you if you need me. And my response was just, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm there if you need me, mm-hmm. which is the perfect way uh, for someone to just yeah, block pass it, it off back, yeah. and go, oh, no, don't you worry. I'm there if you need me. Mm. Um, so the answer to your question, where is the line? <laughs> could not tell you. I I also, like, funny you, you kind of said that because you're also, Jordan, the kind of person that wouldn't talk to everyone deeply about your feelings and what's going on mm-hmm. but you're definitely a listener in that sort of capacity like i feel like people would talk to you about their problems but see this is interesting because i'm hardwired in a different way though so i've never i love to talk oh my god you can't shut you can't fucking shut me up but when it comes to shit that i'm going through hard shit it seems to affect me in a very very different way not in a way where I get really down about it and think, oh God, I need help. I kind of just remove it and laugh at it. Yeah. And I kind of look at it as if as if it's just like, I don't know, something that's happened on a TV show. And I'm like, oh, right, okay. So I, if I'm ever going through, I don't think I ever truly have dark times, shall we say, because I don't know, I just, I'm not hardwired that way. So that's why I am able to kind of like if I'm going through shit, if people ask me about it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's really bad. Yeah, you do kind of laugh. laugh yeah, it. 
because that's just like a coping mechanism but it but when i say it's a coping mechanism i don't mean i'm laughing at it in front of people and then i'm coming home and like in the no, shower crying. that's just how you do that's with literally it, yeah. just me dealing with it whereas like i'm i'm very very happy happy to listen to people because i don't usually take any of that on when i say i don't take any of that on if someone comes to me they could talk to me for five hours about anything and i'll never go like oh shut the fuck up i can't listen to you anymore yeah i I usually am able to listen to people and you know whatever but there just have been some times on certain occasions with some people that i think oh god that was a lot Mm. that was a lot but again you know where's the line between not allowing people to drain you of your energy but then also not being a dick and saying oh i'm not interested in your problems yeah you know another thing that gets me um is that i have like i i procrastinate a lot but i don't get any of the benefits from procrastinating because what i will do is like the productivity of it no so like i say there's a there's a essay that is due in two weeks um, and I am going to put it off for the n- for another week. Most people would say, right, just going to put it off and they're going to go and do other stuff. Whereas all the time that I'm putting it off, I'm still thinking about it. Mm. Yeah. So even though I'm not doing the work, I'm sat playing the PlayStation or I'm off doing something else, my brain is still just as stressed about it. And, it's still, and, it, and all it's thinking now is just, why aren't we doing the work? We should do the work now. Mm. But okay, we're gonna do the. Are we gonna do the work now? Mm. And it, this constant cycle, where it's like half my brain is going, absolutely not. Don't worry about it. And the other half is going, yeah, I need to start worrying right now. And it's like two little men. It's like the little angel and the and the devil mm. on your shoulder, just having a wee fight. And that is a very common occurrence for me. I don't know if you guys get that at all. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got it a lot at drama school, where I was like procrastinating to the level of just not even doing anything productive but did you did you get like because a lot of people they procrastinate but then like when they're procrastinating they're just chill they're fine no or were you still sort of yeah panicking like yeah i know i've got to do my dissertation but i'm doing something else but i'm still thinking about the fact that i've got to do my dissertation yeah Yeah. um i suppose i should uh, i shouldn't make this episode all about me um so I'd, I'd like to, if you'd like to share, either of you, any times that you sort of maybe have felt that you've had any kind of you know, depressive or, 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 or sadder moments, and maybe how or if you ever overcame them. Third year of drama school. I'm Awful. Sh- uh, is that pre or post-pandemic? Pre-pandemic. Okay. Um, I talked about this like a few episodes, I think at the graduation episode. The last two to three months of drama school was awful for me i felt very very low um but again that was kind of that was a weird one because there was also 49 people in my year going through the same thing um but like that was a difficult one because you were kind of in a situation where you were having to compete or compare yourself to everybody else in your year the issue is some of the people that were doing better than me, shall we say, were close friends. So you, therefore, first of all, don't want to seem like a dick and don't want to not support your friends. So you, when it came to agents and stuff, for example, let's say agents are coming into the school and your friends are getting lots of interest and you're not. 
you don't want to be the person that they can't even talk about the age and stuff with or they don't want to like be awkward talking about it in the same room as you because they know you're not doing well so that was a difficult time because you wanted to have like a brave face for the sake of people that you were friends with that seemed to just be getting offers left right and center Mm. but then you also kind of wanted to smack them when they were saying oh i'm not even going to go to that meeting because you know whatever so that that was a tough time um and yeah just the last the last couple of months of uh, third year in drama school i found really really tough abby anything you uh would care to share or to um, comment when on? i was about 17 18 i had counseling for depression um but i had so on the nhs you get i think it's 10 sessions or it was at the time anyway um to kind of like talk about everything and i don't know if anyone else like anyone listening has kind of been through the same experience but it kind of felt to me like i was actually getting somewhere and then i'd like run out of sessions and that was it so i kind of then just had to deal with it in my own way but i've always i've like whenever i've had a low time it kind of like comes in waves but i've always just been like i don't want to go on any medication that's like the main thing for me because like having family members and people that i'm very close to that have used medication it's like affected them in a bad way and obviously for some people it is necessary and it does work but just for me i've like chosen not to and chosen to deal with it in other ways than like tried to tackle it um but then i've i guess my mental health was actually pretty good in drama school obviously there were like a few waves and things that like tipped it but I'd say since graduating, it's been worse. I actually found that it was probably the best it's been for a long time during lockdown because I'm also quite an anxious person as well and have a lot of like social anxieties. So lockdown was quite a relief for me, for part of it anyway, obviously not the whole thing in total, but um, especially the beginning part anyway, because I was back home in Kent as well. But I would say in the last sort of three months, it's been like pretty bad. And it was only like, I haven't really spoken to anyone about it other than my mum and my boyfriend. Um, But actually the other day I was just like, guys, like I'm just feeling really low at the moment. And it's a combination of things that have kind of led to it. It's not like, I couldn't pin it onto one thing. Um, It's a few reasons that have kind of, got me to this place but I've kind of come up with steps to get me out of this like rut that I'm in of like this is the most important thing I need to do first and I think that's going to change things and then I need to change this and that but it's like a it's a process and I'm kind of working my way out of it if that makes sense what uh what as you sort of mentioned there about counseling mm-hmm. um it's something that I've never really been able to wrap my head around. Um, obviously, it clearly works. Otherwise, people wouldn't be counsellors and mm-hmm. therapists. Um, but obviously, as someone who's never been and is kind of hesitant to go, mm-hmm. um, I don't really see how it would work mm. or just how me sitting and saying words and having someone listen back 
for 10 sessions would make a difference. Yeah. Um, I think that and so alongside the sort of general straight male pride that comes with being who the, the person that I was born as mm -hmm. and in the environment that I was born in sort of it is always sort of looked down upon. Yeah, I think that's very British culture. Like, especially, I think there's been more about more more of a focus on men's mental health in the last sort of five years or so, maybe ten years. But before that, it was like men don't cry, men don't f feel emotions, sort of thing. Um, and yeah, I feel like there's definitely been movement towards sort of education, I guess, in that side of things, and also trying to make men feel like their emotions are worthy and what they're feeling is is totally normal and not to shy away from that um but i guess for a lot of men to sit in a room with one other person and talk about everything you're feeling is like their actual worst nightmare and also not Hell. just that that they can't actually do it like they can't it's like they physically can't do it or like they can't ever imagine themselves going through that process but then i guess other people like i feel like in america it's quite a big thing that people would go well, every to family has like a family shrink yeah yeah um, and it's it really really common over there yeah and i think it should be more like it should be more available for a start for people that even if they want to try it to see if it helps um or just to experience it i know like through universities and things you can you can access counseling as well like through student unions depending on where you study but it just doesn't f it doesn't feel like that sort of thing is readily available yeah. in this country it's hard for a student to reach out to a university for counseling if the university is the thing that's causing them the stress yeah exactly and they might yeah it's like a connection that you might not want to make um going through that sort of route and then the other route is obviously going to your gp and asking um uh, to be referred and then you will be on a list and then so it is like a process it's not just ring a number and book a session unless you obviously go private and that's the my thing with counseling is that i feel like i'm a very very self-aware person but when you consider yourself someone that's extremely self-aware, I think there's a certain amount of stubbornness that al also comes with that. Mm. So the idea of going to a therapist, I'm, I would kind of go in with this, um, this idea of like, well, she's not going to tell me anything I don't already know. So what's the point? Yeah. Be a bit of a fight. Yeah, because I'd be like, you're not going to tell me anything I don't already know. So like, what's mm. the point in me going? Um, but that's that's personally why I don't really think it would benefit maybe it maybe it would but for me i personally don't think i would come out the other side enlightened and the thing is going in with these preconceptions yeah. of going if that is if you don't allow the process to work yeah. it won't well work. yeah if you're not and open to it then yeah. uh, but that's you and me in a nutshell yeah. yeah and also if you don't know what to expect as well like you're going in blind you don't really know what is going to come out of this yeah. i don't know i would just feel really really sorry for the counselor sat on the other side of the table from either me or chesney because they'd you have just, an absolute you start fight. you start throwing stuff at them <laughs> i'd be like what you mean what you mean no um let's let's um before we wrap things up let's just have a little bit of fun let's let's tell me one fun thing 
that you've done this week? Oh my goodness. You gotta have something. Well, I ate this um, box of jelly sweets just now before we did this episode. Can you, I'm not sure if you can hear that. Right to the, oh, ASMR, there we go. And then I'll get. They are, how, how many grams of sugar did you say, Abby? 300 for the box? 300 grams in Three, total, but 190 yeah, grams of 190 sugar. 190 grams of sugar. Um, yeah, and um, I suppose that you can talk about the tax rebate thing if you really want to. <laughs> yeah, so we've had a great moment. <sighs> um, we were we got here today to the studio, ready to record. And at one point, Jordan looked at me and me and Abby both quite, um, <laughs> quite excitedly <laughs> and just uh, said the words, I've got a 500 pound tax rebate coming. <laughs> And we said, "Oh, how do they um, how do they contact you? Through text." <laughs> oh, and oh. me and Abby just looked at each other. I went, J- "You don't have a five hundred pound tax rebate coming." He's given them bank details. He's given them national insurance. I've given them everything. Yeah, that's so now all, everything's frozen. All the cards are frozen. The the government gateway is all locked up. Jordan, you've had an absolute nightmare there. I fucked up. And because I clean everything away and organise everything, I've organised so fiercely that I actually can't find where my folder with everything I need is in it. Um, so I fucked that up too. <laughs> so Jordan's Not a good fun night. moment of this week was <laughs> his failed tax rebate. Uh, guys, I was so excited. I was thinking to myself, like I literally checked my account this morning and thought, that 500 quid hasn't came in yet. It's all right. It'll be in by tonight. I'm so excited. There's so much I can do with 500 quid. <laughs> Abby, any uh, any fun moments of the week? Yes, actually, I went to see the Nutcracker ballet at the Royal Opera House, and it was very very good. Nutcracker. And I also went to see uh, the Prince of Egypt on Saturday. Oh, it was oh. their last two shows, and I managed to get rush tickets for the matinee, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Lovely. Um, any fun moments from you, Chesler? <laughs> um, I went for a nice drink in canary wharf with a friend oh that's all where where did you go in canary wharf? uh well, we went to see spider-man for the second time first um mm-hmm. and then went to the brew dog in canary mm. wharf and nice. i had a lovely apple soda <laughs> jordan i have a question for you mm-hmm. guitar check <sighs> it's not been good this week guys i haven't played since thursday and today is Tuesday. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't know wh- what's happened. It's just this past week, I haven't been feeling it. You need to get back into the flow. I need to get back into the flow, yeah. I, just, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, if, could, can, you, can you play a full song yet? No. So you couldn't, you couldn't uh, perform a Tight Lads theme tune at any point yet? I can definitely, if I have something to aim towards, I definitely can give it my best crack. <laughs> That's what we want to hear. Yeah. Now, I suppose that is about it. Thank you for listening to my personal therapy session today. Um, I, well, I suppose I hope you've enjoyed or hope you've engaged is probably mm. the right word Maybe for it. Maybe you learned something about yourself. <laughs> yeah. We are here to educate you about yourself. Jordan, where can you find the tight lads? On Instagram. At Tight Lads Pod. Nope. At, At Tight, tight Lads, Lads underscore podcast. Thank you. And what is Tight Lads Pod, Abby? 
that would be our TikTok username. Yeah, we might post something on there soon. You never Maybe. know. You'll have to follow it and find out. And don't forget, using that Instagram link, that underscore podcast, you can find our Ko-Fi page, which is there is a link in the bio. That will take you to the page where you can donate money to us. We need as much money. We need cold, hard cash. Yeah, that's we the second cold, episode in a row. Hard yeah, cash. Two episodes in a row. I need some cash. Okay. That's cold and hard. Do you remember that? Um, do you remember those adverts for like payday loans? Like Wonga, Reddies. I want cash now. I remember. I got every DVD in the house. I mean, I there was hundreds of DVDs. Some there was full some box sets like How I Met Your Mother season one to seven full box sets like it was top quality. The things I was given to this place. 20 quid for the lot. What? 20 was quid. it like CEX or something? No, it wasn't CEX. It was one of the, it's one of the official ones that had an advert on TV. Ah. Fuming. Anyway. Like music Magpie. Yeah. So <laughs> it fucking was Music Magpie. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking was. Send you a check in the post. Musicmagpie.com <laughs> Right, Abby. Socials, go. You can find me on all social media platforms at Abby O'Neill 17. Jordan, social media, go. You can find me at Jordan E.E. E. Donnelly on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find my shitty TikTok at uh, Jordan Donnelly 97. Just call it Shit Talk. Shit Talk. You can find my Shit Talk at Jordan Donnelly 97. Chesney FM at. <laughs> oh. At Chesney oh. FM. Twitter and Instagram. Radio show. Saturday mornings, oh. box yeah. office radio, 8 to 10 a.m. Oh, dear. You got All it. It's okay. Are familiar faces, worn out places, worn out faces. And in and the I meantime, oh, sorry. stay. stay. <laughs> 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 Tight. Tight.